good morning, everyone. Nice to be here. Um, I'm just going to open in prayer, and then we will begin. Blessed Lord, open the mouth of your servant to proclaim your word in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that the same Spirit will open the hearts of its hearers. Edify your church through this work. Empower us to live in light of the gospel and to announce the good news. Amen. So it was a uh, lovely, sunny Nelson day, and I was happily doing my grocery shopping, minding my own business at the Trafalgar Park countdown. And I received a phone call while down one of the aisles, and it was someone offering me a job. So right there in the middle of countdown, here I am negotiating pay rates while pushing my trolley around the supermarket. Not your usual place for a job offer, is it? We see today's reading is also about a job offer, although there were no negotiating terms, but just pure obedience and faith. Matthew tells us that Jesus leaves Nazareth and goes to live in Capernaum, a village beside the Sea of Galilee, which is the fulfillment of scripture as was read from the first reading from Isaiah. Jesus then begins his public ministry, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Then he starts his recruitment process. Uh, possibly not best practice by today's standards, but you cannot argue it was highly effective. He appears to two men fishing, who were happily casting out their nets, doing their job, minding their own business, and the other two were busily mending their nets with their father. And Jesus says to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. This is their call to discipleship. And they obediently leave what they are doing and begin following Jesus. Now this is nothing new in the Bible. We see a similar event take place in 1 Kings chapter 19. Elijah is one day working his plough, minding his own business, when Elijah comes and calls him to share in his prophetic ministry. Elisha obeys and follows Elijah. Simon, who is called Peter, his brother Andrew, and brothers James and John, sons of Zebedee, also obey Jesus' call to follow him. In a nutshell, appearance of Jesus, disciples at work, call to discipleship, and an obedient response. Now that he has his team of workers, Jesus be then begins to teach throughout Galilee, teaching in synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Jesus' announcement of the coming of the kingdom of heaven requires a new way of life from its members. As exampled by his recruitment process of his first disciples, it requires a radical obedience which leads to salvation, community life, love, and compassion. Now, that job I was offered in the supermarket was something I'd never done before, and I had little idea of what I was getting myself into. However, I took the job, which I absolutely loved. Now, those four fishermen could have not known, had any idea what they were getting themselves into either. But yet they left the security of their jobs and livelihood and took up on the road with Jesus, learning, 
growing, making mistakes, seeing amazing things, experiencing new things, living in community, loving, understanding, teaching, healing, and proclaiming the good news. What a radical change to the lives as, their lives as fishermen. They did not have theological degrees. They had no social power. They were not the elite, and they had no experience in ministry. They were just ordinary people called to an extraordinary task, just like you and I. We are here because at some point we have been called to be disciples of Jesus. You could say we have been fished, and here we sit in this hall, and if you look up, it looks like the inside of an upside-down boat. And Jesus, Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. Someone obeyed that call to follow Jesus and then fished you into the boat. That may have been your parents, your grandparents, a relative, a friend, or even an evangelist, or something you heard or even read. I knew someone who spent three years reading about Jesus before he came to the conclusion that Jesus was who he said he was, and he became a believer. For some, becoming a follower is a process. For some, it's instant. And for some, that is all they've known since a baby or a child. Statistics say that 70 to 85% of people come to church because they were invited by a friend or relative. Only 1% to 2% through evangelizing, which I think is good news for us because it, it means we don't have to stand on the street corner spouting forth the Bible. All we need to do is invite someone. A national survey in America said that 82% of the non-churched say they would come to church um, with a friend or relative if invited. I think sometimes we can be too afraid to invite people or we decide for them and say, oh, they wouldn't want to come anyway. How do you know? Have you asked? You might be surprised. Because you, if you enjoy coming, why wouldn't they? If you enjoy being part of a community of faith, why wouldn't they? If you enjoy being a follower of Jesus, why wouldn't they? Jesus told the disciples he would make them fishers of people. They don't have to do it on their own. Jesus is there to help them, as he is with us. We don't need to do this in our own strength. We do it with Jesus right next to us in faith. And yes, we may be rejected, but so was Jesus. But that didn't stop him from proclaiming the good news, and it did not stop the disciples. So don't be disappointed if you invite someone and they say no, or they come and don't want to come back again. You have been obedient to the call. Leave the rest to God. Now, before Jeff and I became Christians, my friend had been to a church with her new boyfriend, and she was telling me all about it, and it sounded really interesting. So Jeff and I decided we would go check it out. For some reason, we ended up at the wrong church. <laughs> But we were greeted at the door with the most warm welcome, and I found it rather overwhelming, but in a good way. However, 
The church service itself was awful. It was a big cringe and horrendously embarrassing. Service, if you can imagine, if you had to sit into groups now, get into groups, so you're in visitor, never been, and then you had to read the Bible and talk about lust. Yeah, it was pretty, oh, get me out of here, don't speak to me, I want to leave. So I did, and, and, but the people were really nice, but that was just embarrassing. So I, we were out of there. Never to go back again. However, nine months later, both Jeff and I became followers of Jesus, and we actually went back to that church because of the warmth of the people. They were amazing. And if you know anything about fishing, you know that not all fish end up in the boat. Sometimes you have to throw them back because they're too small. They are not ready. You'll get them next time. I encourage you to take time to pray for your friends and family and to pray for the right opportunity to invite them or have a conversation. 2023 is a new year, so why not do something radical and make it the year of invite? Now, you may not have the confidence yet to invite someone to church, but you could invite them to one of the very many things that happen at St Barnabas. There's some new courses coming up, which um, uh, look pretty exciting. We've got elder care on Mondays, we've got messy church, we have playgroup, mainly music. Maybe even invite someone to one of the upcoming Lent study groups. And there's a quiz night coming in March, so another great opportunity to invite. And when I was um, the Sunday school teacher in Nelson, we had this little girl, and she was age three and four, and she would invite her friends from play centre and kindergarten. And then when she went to school, she would invite her friends to, play, to uh, Sunday school from, from school. And we, my husband ran the youth group, and he had five kids out of three families, two of which were our kids. Now, we had, our eldest son was very shy, did not like invite, didn't like speaking to people. But he invited one friend, and he came. Now, the other son, Mr. Personality, he invited lots of friends. And they, in turn, invited their friends. And we had a youth group that went from five to 25 kids. That's the power of invite. So I'm going to invite you to come up. We have... Alexa, I have a little fishing net, so I couldn't find a fishing net. It's actually another net. And I've got some uh, far too big, too big a pegs compared to my fish, but I'm going to invite you to come up and write a name of a person, a friend, a family. It can be more than one. And Barbara's got some big fish, and we're going to peg it on our fish net, our net. So come on up. And we've got the children. Come on, don't be afraid. Fish. We've got our fish. Yeah, here, here comes the fish. 